SAFM 104 to Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to butcher your surname. And she's the correctional programs uh, facilitator. facilitator. And I'm also joined by Miranda Phil Yoon, who is a social worker here. So I'm going to start with you, Masesi. Earlier on, we were talking about the 21-day uh, program or assessment that you do. So when an inmate enters the correctional facility, what is the first thing that you do in your line of work? Good, oh, good afternoon to the listeners. Now, what happens here, the offenders that arrive in this correctional facility, upon being sentenced, the offenders that are serving two years and more, there's a document that they have to, be, to receive with the file that they have that is going to be the guiding tool of their sentence. The document is called the correctional sentence plan. It comes after 21 days that the offender has been sentenced. It then becomes a guiding tool as to which correctional programs does the offender has to undergo in order to support the rehabilitation process. Because these correctional programs, they are compulsory, but they differ according to the crimes that are committed by an offender. Because they are individuals, each an individual and the circumstances leading to the crime, they differ from one story to the next. Mm -hmm. In the sentence plan, it is also different. The sentence plan of someone who committed murder, it will not be the same as the sentence plan of someone who is saving time for fraud. And just tell us about, about those programs that are here. Earlier on, we spoke about anger management and what else is there? Now, the correctional programs that we have, there is actually a lot, but I'll just mention the few. We have a correctional program that is called sexual offenses. It's for offenders that are saving time for rape, for crimes under the family tree. Crimes under the family tree include child abuse or child molestation or exposure to child pornography, you name that, anything that is sexually related. They are forced to undergo this program because the content on its own, it deals with how does a person deal or how does a person cope or admit after having committed such a crime? Because most of them, because here we have mothers, we have wives, these crimes, they were committed in a family or someone knew. Like for instance, if you are a wife and then your father or your boyfriend or someone that you know is busy raping the child and you kept quiet. Mm -hmm. We also have a program that we call restorative justice. This is a program that focuses mainly on getting the offenders or an inmate to admit that they've committed a crime and actually it works also on building relationships. Because before an offender can get sentenced, she was part of a certain community. Now previously the focus was on retributive justice which focused on punishment only. But now that we are working towards uh, fixing the offending behavior or rehabilitating an offender, in restorative justice we are saying peace must be built between an offender, the community and also the victim. But it doesn't mean that the program justifies what has been done or the offense that has been done. It just means that as a person, as an offender, you admit your mistake and you actually apologize. Mm. And we bear in mind, you do not apologize because you want people to feel sorry for you. But because you are in the process of rehabilitation, it is the next logical step to take before we can say you are actually rehabilitated and therefore you are ready to see the parole board.
But because all these programs, they are made compulsory for a person to can say the rehabilitation process has been met. After completing these programs, an offender must be able to say, I have changed from the type of person that I was. Yes, on its own, it has its challenges, especially when you are dealing with people that are illiterate or people that never went to school. Let's and and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But I just want to get Miranda in, uh, in, in this conversation. You're a social worker. What does your work entail on a daily basis? Okay, we as social workers believe that every person has the ability to change. Mm -hmm. So we cannot be judgmental about a crime or a person or whatever. Um, so we are here to, we give second chances and we are here to correct the wrong behavior. That's why we have a, um, a lot of programs that we do. This is um, different than the correctional programs. It's therapeutic programs. If I can mention a few, it's... Um, the marriage and family care, the life skills, alcohol, drugs, etc. Then we also have, um, we do um, individual intervention where we, every time when a person experiences a problem, um, she can ask, she can request to see the social worker or the head or the court can refer persons for intervention. Um, you can think for yourself, if a mom comes to prison, mm -hmm. um, she's, she's overwhelmed, mm -hmm. it's traumatic for her, she leaves her family and the children behind, so they're usually very worried about the children, especially small children and the family and so on. So we usually, we, we, um, we have crisis interventions, mm -hmm. we do supportive services, and some of them will ask to see you weekly for a few months until they adapt and they feel that they now can stand on their own. Um, so we try to enhance um, uh, emotional wellness mm -hmm. so that they can cope on a daily basis. And we always say that, you know, when a man goes to prison, the mother or the wife goes on mm -hmm. um, looking after the children, etc. But if a mom comes to prison, she mm -hmm. brings her whole family with her. True. The, True. the children, once the mom, and, and she's a spool that, you know, taking all um, the decisions and stuff. So I also do the family consultations to handle it where there's problems with the children, mm -hmm. um, discipline um, problems or whatever, they refuse to go to school. And then we are also involved in the VOD, the Victim Offender Dialogue, yes. where we put the offender and the victim um, together, a face-to-face -face meeting where they can discuss the crime and where the offender can ask forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So it entails a lot of stuff, um, but if I can say in short, we do individual therapy and we involve them in groups and um, community work, etc. But I mean, a lot of you, you know, deal with um, such deep issues with comes to offenders. You take in quite a lot. Mm -hmm. How do you? How 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 do you get yourself in a, in, a, in a healthy state so that you can be able to to help them as well? Because I'm sure it must take an emotional toll mm -hmm. on both of you as individuals as well. Let's start with you, Masis. I must admit, sometimes it is not always easy because as a mom yourself, you tend to put yourself in their position to say, if I was the one who were to be taken away from, from my family, from my kids, how was I going to adjust? Mm -hmm. 
much as you try to limit yourself to say, I do not want to get involved in this because it's, it becomes too personal for you. Mm. When you listen to their stories, you check actually, this is something that can happen to me because some of the mothers that we have here ended up in, in prison because of they tried to protect their families, they tried to protect their loved ones. As a mother, they ended up going in too deep. Mm -hmm. Now, being here also means that you also become a friend to some of them. Because in, in, if they get used to talking to you, they tend to open up to you and actually accept that I am in prison. Now, if you motivate them, if you talk to them on a daily basis, they get used to being here and say, you know what, tomorrow is a new day. Let us just focus on today. Mm. Emotionally, as a person, you know or this is something that can happen to you. But sometimes you actually say to yourself, or this is something that I signed up for. Mm -hmm. I'm here for the long run. Mm -hmm. I cannot just run on the first thing that comes to me challenging. Mm -hmm. When you knock off in the afternoon, you say, at least today, I managed to help one person to mm -hmm. open up, to talk or to accept the situation that they are. Then you've achieved. Because we say we cannot help the society in one go. Yeah. Rehabilitation, it's, we're a it's a process. It's a process. Rehabilitation on its own, we say it's a societal responsibility. I am part of the society. Even an offender before coming here, she was part of a certain society. Now I'm here, I'm joining in on that community that she is in. Mm. I'm the closest thing that she has here. Now I cannot just let them be and say, you have your issues, I have my issues. Deal with yours. Because before they can meet their family, once they are here, before anything can happen, everything is going to go via me. Mm. So if I neglect them, if I don't help them, who will help them? Right. So we're going to take a break now, but after the break, uh, Miranda, I want to hear from you in terms of those that are going on parole and being integrated back into society. What are interventions are there for them as well? It's all coming up on Life Happens After the Break. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM. 107 FM in Gruenstadt. Women within the Correctional Services Facility leading the conversation on Life Happens this afternoon. And a social worker here at the facility, Miranda Fulyun, still with us just to tell us in terms of when an inmate is now given parole, they have to go back, but there are still interventions that are in place. There are still uh, programs that they have to be involved in still. Tell us more about that. Okay, a person will always be released, uh, or most of the time released under correctional supervision or parole supervision, depends on the sentence. Um, there are usually social workers at all the community correction offices who can also work with the family or individual. So they, they have um, social work programs that's compulsory that they must do, and they can also refer them depending on the problem areas that they experience to um, professionals outside, like psychologists, uh, when they have a, a, a problem with alcohol or drugs, they can refer them to RR um, so that they can be assisted with that specific problem. And then they also, um, when a person is not adhering to the conditions and is breaking, for instance, say he's always under the influence or is not adhering to house arrest or whatever, then they can refer him to the social worker to say, all right, um, what interventions can you give to help this person? Um, to cooperate. 
So um, we also work very closely with external um, social workers and other professions to help us. Um, so for instance, if we see a person cannot stay sober, we can, um, you know, we liaise with external social workers to send them to a rehab centre, etc. So we work very closely to them, but we just don't let them to be out, release, and now they're on their own. Mm. You, you usually give them guidance, and they know they can, if they experience problems, they can come to the office and they can talk to um, a professional or a social worker. Miranda, thank you very much. Thank and you. she's a social worker here at the facility.